Death Watch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 slash Pathfinder First Edition game by Death Watch Productions. I'm Brandon, the Dungeon Master, and we'll get back to our heroes who are still split up on their own missions. But first, we'll introduce them, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and I'm looking forward to it. And... I'm Justin, I'm playing Rohan, Hero of the Sky, and I'm looking forward to torching this goblin I captured. <laughs> I'm Travis, I'm playing Graham, Hero of the Sea, and I've almost succeeded on the mission. I, I hope I can make it all the way. We'll find out. And, uh, um, okay, so then we'll go back a little reminder of what was taking place last time. Uh, Fenrith won't be joining us today, but he is in the village and he's currently doing the best he can to defend it against the constant attacks that are coming from all directions. Uh, but when we ended last time, Rohan had saved a family of farmers and f forced the mage and the ranger to retreat. And then he sent them to a nearby farm to gather as many people as he could while he continued his pursuit which took him toward a glow that could be seen in the for in the night forest, and that turned out to be the enemy in, an enemy encampment. And uh, he overheard them talking, the leaders there, and found out that they were sending some uh, some goblins to a farm to the east to capture some more elves for nefarious purposes. So he followed them, um, and when he saw his opportunity, he started attacking them one by one until only the leader remained. And he shot that leader in the leg and then ordered him to surrender, which he did. And that's where he ended off. Uh, Graham had continued his infiltration of the submersible um, and rescued his mother and some others and gave them water walk and water breathing so they could leave. But he continued on to find his sister. And he made it to what was what looks like an engine room of some sort. And then snuck through there into the supervisor's office where his sister was being treated roughly by the supervisor. So Graham killed him. And that's where he left off. And then uh, Casimir continued um, traveling through the ancient temple. And he had found a staff of power and a book that turned out to be an account of an elf that lived over 2,000 years previous when the elves were in dire straits and under attack by some fearsome enemy. And this uh, person writing the book felt resentment because he knew he could help his people if the Seldarine would make him into what he called a, a Baron Loth, and uh, they refused to do so, and he didn't understand that. Um, and that was what he Casimir had read so far of that account in that book. And then he uh, continued moving through, but he found some goblins attempting to force open a door and he um, made himself invisible and used the knock spell to open that door for him. And then they went in and there were some chests at, you know, separate spaces inside that room. And they started 
trying to open them. And Casimir attacked and killed them all. And he took a gem that he found in one of the chests and some other treasures. And uh, when he saw that jade, it's a very large jade, he had a vision of someone grinding a similar gem up into powder to add to a potion of great power. And that's where things ended for him. So um, things had ended with Rohan. And um, you had said, Rohan, you had ordered the goblin to teach you how to use those muskets. Yep. That was the last <clears throat> thing that happened. And uh, so we'll just pick back up with you. And this goblin is telling you that it's not possible that they only work for uh, the person that it's made for. I'll have him go back and grab the other weapons. And we're going to head off towards that farm where we had, I had gotten kind of uh, intel that there were people gathering at. That these goblins were headed to go capture those in, those uh, elves. Okay. All right, so um, your experiences in the past with goblins uh, not prepared you for the way that this one behaves. Um, Obviously, he's frightened, and that's nothing new for you, but uh, when you tell him to gather up the stuff and come with you, he just instantly obeys, and he even goes about it, you know, with, uh, you know, like a military bearing, like he walks upright and he takes purposeful steps and gathers up the things and then comes to stand before you and wait for further orders. Okay. And then I'll have him take the lead and stay behind him with uh, an arrow knocked as, as I walk behind him towards the, the farm. Okay. So it's uh, raining heavily and it's dark and very windy. So visibility is low. Um, but he he walks on the path carrying this bundle of uh, weapons in his arms like a stack of wood. Um, he marches resolutely onward uh, towards the east. Okay. Yeah, keep doing that until we get to the farm. Okay, so you're headed to the farm. And then let's shoot over to Graham. So, Graham, you're in the supervisor's office here, and I'll share the map with you in a second. There you are. Can you see that? Yeah, I sure can. All right, so your sister's there, and uh, the dead body of the supervisor is laying on the floor in front of her with his blood leaking out and spreading. And, uh, you know, she, you know, throws herself at you and hugs you and says, you know, thank you, Graham for coming for me and she starts you know crying but she's you know she was putting on a brave face but now that uh the dangers passed in here um she's you're reminded once again that she is your younger sister so all right well my overall goal to escape this facility now is to kind of retrace my steps you know avoid those automatons and go out the way I came in. Now, I don't. I could make myself invisible, but not her. So I think my first obstacle was those two people that were out by that machine, those, uh, what, turbines or whatever they were, that were going. So I think 
to get past them. Well, first up, I'll make sure the water breathing and the, uh, what was the other one I did? The water walk are cast on my sister from the signet okay. ring of the sea. So I'll put those on her. And then I think with these two guys that were in the room to the south of us, what I might try to do is use the obscuring mist from my ring of spell storing to sort of fill that area. Now, if I remember right, like you do the point and then that mist creeps out from that point. That's how it would kind of appear mm -hmm. when the spell is used. Yeah, so maybe I'll cast it like on the machine so it'll creep out from there. And, uh, and then we'll try to sneak through it that way up to that duct that I came into that room by. Oh, so it looks like obscuring mist is a, a 20 foot spread from you. Oh, it's not on a point? Okay. No. All right. Well, but it's fixed to that point once I, once I've cast it, right? Like it doesn't move around with me. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess my first thing, what I'll do is I'll sneak out to the north side of that machine and then cast Obscuring Mist there. And I'll tell my sister to wait just a moment. All right. Let's see. One second. Okay. All right. So you're going to cast it. You're going to move over to here and cast it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you move over to there, and from here you can't see anybody, and they can't see you because this apparatus takes up too much space. There were gaps, um, though, right? If, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. So, like, if you uh, if you were to like get down on the floor, and you'd be able to peek through, and you might be able to see the one by the console there, towards the center. Yeah. I don't right, know if so it's yeah. gonna do what I want it to do, but we'll give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you move over here, and then you cast that spell, and then some mist just starts to form around you and starts to spread. Yeah, and I'll see uh, how those guys start reacting, or listen, I guess. Well, I suppose okay. I can see their shapes. Yeah, so uh, that mist starts to spread, and uh, you know it goes up towards the ceiling of this room, and then starts pushing its way over this apparatus, and then... Um, you know, a couple moments go by and you hear on the other side of that, it's like, um, hey, look at this. And then the other one turns like, oh, not this again. It's overheating. <laughs> okay. How's so... it overheating? It's not even turned on yet. I don't know. Just <laughs> open the blah, blah. And they start, you Trying know, to do you something. can hear their feet thumping around as they move around over there. Yeah. So I'll go grab my sister's hand and start guiding her through this area and i'm traversing with blood tooth vision yeah we'll kind of make our way like so and see what they're up to when we get around that corner is that con is that a console that the one is in front of so it's probably not like blocking vision yeah there. well we'll just it get does to the block oh, it okay. does block vision it's a real tall uh bank of buttons and colors and stuff gotcha so yeah i'll get to where i can see into that room and i'll see what they're they're up to okay. with my sister in tow and uh, some motions to be as quiet as she can. All right. So, yeah, she follows along with you holding your hand and you get to this point and you can see that, uh, you know, this one here is looking at that part of it. And this one over here is still, let's see, this one's moved over to see where this 
steam is coming from. They got tools in their hands and they're kind of cussing and looking around in a panic because they can't figure out exactly what's going on. All right. So I want to try to sneak behind them to that vent, the uh, duct work, and uh, get my sister up there and then I'll follow after. Hopefully okay. without alerting anybody. Yeah. So you start moving that direction and they don't turn to look at you and you can make it to that duct. But. Um, it, your your sister follows you, but when she reaches about, or when you guys reach about where I've got her now, you hear someone shout on the other side of the room, "Hey, who are you? Stop!" All right, I'll make hurried motions at her. Come on, we gotta go now, and I'll I'll boost her up there. Okay, yeah. So you go to boost her up there, and she, you know, she's really light, and you're, um much bigger and stronger than you used to be and taller. So it's no trouble at all for you to get her up to there. So she can climb in, but that's when you're, that's what you're doing when this guy comes running around the corner okay. of this uh, console up to you. So she, uh, she makes it in and then you can see behind you that he's coming up to you. And uh, let's see, what has he got? Oh, yeah. So he comes running up to you waving a sword. It's like a rusty, more like a, you know, like a machete, like a short sword. But he comes running up to you waving it. And he's screaming, too. He's like, hey, there's intruders. So you can see these <laughs> other ones turning to look. All right. Well, can't remember if my disguise had worn off or not. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It has worn off by now. Okay. Well. Let's see. Do you recall if I've used acrobatic backstab during this? No, I don't think you have. Okay. So then that's what I'll do. I'll just sort of wordlessly run up, you know, like flip around them or over them or, or however I do it and uh, try to sneak attack them. So let me get you that acrobatics roll, I think it is, right? So I need... The base acrobatics DC, now that we're using Pathfinder, according to the skill, is the opponent's combat maneuver defense, or five plus that. Say that again? The DC I'm trying to beat or match is five plus the opponent's combat maneuver defense. Okay, so that is, and you got a 29, so you got it. Okay. So yeah, I roll through his space, and then I'll stab him. With my dagger with blood tooth. Okay. Let me make him uh, visible on here for you. Okay. Oops. Sorry. I'm trying to target him. Just control click, right? Yeah. Okay. I th am I targeting him? It's giving me the distance between us, but it's not showing me him as a target. And I'm not sure which of the humans he is on the combat tracker. Let me expand right. it up. You're targeting him now. Okay. So... I must have... Here's my attack roll. All right. So that's a hit. So, yeah, you go, like, doing a commando roll and come up behind him, and he's like, huh? <laughs> and he's just turning to look when you stick him with blood tooth. Behind? All right. Here's the blood tooth damage and the sneak attack. Hmm. <laughs> And this also has an additional effect now if he survived it. No, he did not. Okay. 
So he's like, huh? And he starts to turn, but she stab right through his spine and sever it and get it into his heart. And so then he just slumps forward dead to the floor. Yeah, I think that would take up a combat turn for me. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, that's, that would have been you. Yeah, so this one's like, what, what's going on? And he turns around and he, uh, you know, he just gapes at you and he looks at his dead, uh, coworker there and he doesn't, he doesn't make any move. He doesn't have a weapon on him. And then, uh, you know, this one comes running up, but he stops here and he's got a scimitar or like a, you know, the machete sword and he's holding it. It doesn't look like he knows what he's doing with it, but he sees the, uh, the dead guy on the floor and you stand in there and he kind of comes to a sliding stop and he's like, halt, <laughs> don't move. You know, they don't have any sort of armor or anything. They're just wearing coveralls. Right. But, uh, but this guy, you know, is the youngest of the ones that you can see. And he, he comes running up to you to try and tackle you. He's like, intruders are not allowed. And he comes running to try and tackle you. So he'll, you'll get an attack of opportunity before he, as he attempts his grapple. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's see if I can target this one. No? Um, yeah, well, I did go. it on the combat tracker. It was technician one, right? Yeah. All right. So with the single attack, uh, automatic failure. Okay. Yeah. So what he comes joke. running up to try and tackle you and you slash at him. But, you know, his clumsiness just makes you miss and uh, he'll do a grapple against you. So um, let me roll that here. So yeah, even even with your your missed swipe and his clumsiness um or his aggressiveness, he's still not able to get a hold of you. Okay. But uh that'll bring us back to your turn. So I'm going to tumble away from him and just try to get up in that vent this turn. Just leave him in the dust, hopefully. I give you an acrobatics roll. So since I'm not going through his uh his space that he occupies, I think it's just his combat maneuver bonus. Okay. Yeah, you're successful. And then I'll climb up in that vent if I can this turn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you make it up into that vent and then you um, hear you hear that one shout, Sound the alarm! Find the supervisor! Okay. Okay, so, um, so now you're up in this vent with your sister and you hear that and you can hear some feet running around. Um, you know, you don't know what the alarm will be, but certainly when they go to the supervisor's office, they'll find him dead. Anyway, um, where are you headed? So did my sister wait right there? Yeah. Well, I'll push her forward. So then my plan after that is to, those ducks connected each of these rooms is just to travel yeah through those rooms. Sorry, hold on a sec. All the way to... Yeah, pretty much all the way down until I can get out into that hallway on the other side okay. of where the rooms are. And I think, if I remember correctly, there were a couple of automatons waiting by that door. Yeah, in that big hallway, there were four of them. Yeah. And then um, in the room before the hallway, there were two of them okay. closer to where you came in at. 
Yeah, so it'd be like all the way down here and then out to there. Okay. All right, so we'll say... But I'll pause and take a look. Uh, anytime I'm going through a duct into the next room, I won't, it won't be a headlong charge. Okay. Graham C. Let's go. Got. All right, so let me make a calculation here and some rolls. Okay. All right. So uh, you're making your way through these ducks, and uh, are you making any attempt to be quiet or keep your sister quiet? Yeah. Yeah, we'll move slow enough to be silent. All right. So when you make it to this room here, that's when you start to hear a blaring alarm seeming to come from all directions. Um, you're not sure the source but it seems to come from everywhere, and it echoes off the walls. It's like an ear-piercing uh, alarm. And also the lighting changes, you know, into sort of a dim red light as you move. But that... you haven't encountered any resistance yet. Yeah. Kill mode for the automatons. All right. Yeah, well, it's no choice but to keep going. Plus, this is how I see all the time. All right. Um you guys make it down, you and your sister make it through these into this very last tunnel, or this duct. Make it to there. The alarm's still going, but we'll say you've made it to that point, and then we'll uh, switch on over to Casimir. Casimir, you, uh, let me get your map up here. Can you see that? Yes, sir. All right, uh, put a... Do me a favor and roll an initiative for me at the outset here so we'll have it. All right. If we need it. I need to make modifications. All right. Okay. All right. So, Casimir, you uh, had that image, that vision of someone grinding up a, a gem very similar to the one you have, this large jade, and then using it to make a potion of great power, but that was the last thing that happened when we left off last time. So you've got some dead goblins on the floor and you're standing in this room with the treasure chests that have been plundered now. And uh, now back to you. Yeah. Uh, I seem to remember that I had found some other stuff too, though. Uh, I made note of a ring, some gloves, and a headband, all un unidentified. Yeah, and those are in your inventory, or okay. should be. I mean, I, I think I put them in there. Well... I will take a quick, yeah, I think I see them in the, uh, in the bag, bag of, holding. of holding. Yeah. Yeah. All you've right, got so some unidentified gloves and a couple unidentified items in the bag. Yeah. Cause it's so dang quick now. I think I'll just quickly attempt to identify at least the ring before moving on. What was it? It was, whoops. Oh no. <laughs> uh, let's go here. Um, what is it? I think it's Spillcraft these days to identify, isn't it? Oh, right. Um, yeah, uh, 15 plus the caster level is the target number. Uh, and I need to be using Detect Magic, which I will. All right. So, let me see if I can... There it is. You said there was a ring? Yeah. Uh, it was a... Ring, some gloves, and a headband that were unidentified. 
And yeah, okay. So let me let me get the DC real quick. All right. But yeah, go ahead and and did you roll? Is that what that is? Uh, not yet. That's what that should be. All right. No, I had a. Sorry, go for it. Yeah. So you uh, cast, you know, your detect magic and you're doing your spellcraft to identify this ring, and this ring is um, a ring of swarming stabs. Mm. So it's um, twice per day. When the wearer is flanking an opponent as a swift action, he can deal an additional 1d6 points of damage on a successful melee attack against that opponent. Hmm. It's a sneak attack for any effects that reduce or negate such damage. Okay. So that's what that ring is. Hmm. So Casimir I'll identify kinda, that. Yeah, Casimir will kind of frown and put that back in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, let's see. I believe if we were heading off that way and to the right next, I believe, right? So north and then east. Okay. All right. So you move back up this to this section and you come to here where the hallway splits. And, uh, yeah, that was the direction that you hadn't been before. And uh, as you peek around and look down there, you don't see anything dangerous in that direction. All right. I'll keep a listen out then, and I'll start heading down that way. All right. So now you've come to, uh, it looks like this. And on that, um, so you come to this room, uh, this uh, square chamber with some with pillars in each corner. And on the uh, the north wall... You can see it used to be ornately, you know, covered with um, a mural like some of the other ones you've come across, but it's been totally destroyed and it's crumbled down to the floor now. So you can't tell what it used to depict, but it looks like you have straight ahead or south you could go. All right. I remember where I came from. It almost looks like I should be looping back on myself here, but I think there were some stairs involved, wasn't there? It's been for a while. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. When you first um, when you first came in, you came down some stairs, and then there's been shorter sets of steps here and there, up and down. But uh, you know, based on your general sense of direction, you are headed back to the direction you came in at. Okay. Would that be, I think it would be, it'd be like to the south. I think there was a golem, or not a golem, but one of those creatures to the east, I think. So, oh man, that one's hard to remember. I can't quite tell. Yeah, I'll start uh, heading to the south, I guess. Okay. All right, so you move along here. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see another square chamber with some pillars. There's a set of steps up ahead leading down, and then you can... You can tell that it branches off to the west as well. Okay. Man. Do a uh, listen. Uh, what was that? Just perception these days? Yeah. Sorry. Perception. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah. So you move down towards the center of that, that uh, room in between the pillars. Um And then when you get there, uh, you look off to the west, and you can see that there's another chamber, 
you know, a copy of this one and then a like a very short hallway and a dead end. Okay. But in that um that chamber next to you, you can see that there are some goblins in there. They just sitting around or Yeah, so these goblins um actually each of them is sitting leaned back against each of the pillars sort of facing the center of the room facing you know the center of the chamber and uh from where you are it looks like they're asleep they've got their uh you know their their muskets across their knees and their packs on the floor next to them um but they don't make any reaction to you, and as you as you look at them, looks like they might be asleep. Mm. That's what you see when you reach here. Well, I'm already kind of messed up, so I'm not looking to get into it with any more goblins. Plus, I gotta. There's something here I need to find, I guess. So I don't think goblins will be holding it. Okay, just gonna move on. Yeah. All right, let's see. So, and then we'll do... Okay. All right, so you move along um, further south and you come into another square chamber. This one also had a mural at one point on the western wall, but it's been destroyed by the decays of time or, you know, some damage. So you can't make out what it used to be. You can just see flecks of color in the broken stones on the floor. Okay. But th from here, yeah, we go east, and um, you can tell that that chamber is identical with the pillars. Oh. All right. Another dead end, or? No. So when you come into this chamber, you can see that the path continues on to the south, where it splits east and west. All right. Let's see what... Uh... We got down there then. Okay, so here um, it splits east and west. Let me get this. So that's what you see from here. Dang it, more goblins, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, I'll use a swift action. They'll probably hear this. Uh, and I will use uh, an invisibility stored in my. Uh, mnemonic enhancer slot. Okay. okay. And I'll make myself invisible for 10 minutes. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so you we'll cast go. that, and uh, that spell takes effect on you, and you can hear uh, from that chamber to the west, like some goblin voices saying, Hey, did you hear that? No. <laughs> yeah, I heard something. And, uh, you know, this one comes out and starts looking in your direction. Uh you know, the, he's got his musket in his hands, but he's looking down the hall towards you in your direction anyway. All right. <laughs> I mean, obviously he doesn't see you. Oh, I'll uh, kind of just stay still for a second. <laughs> okay. So um, the other ones don't seem to be very interested in their companion's uh, assertions that he heard something, but he must be in charge because he says, you know, Get up, quit being lazy, let's go check it out. And he uh, starts poking his way forward. Alrighty. With his musket out in front of him. And the others do start to follow. This uh 
the last one that comes stepping out from behind the pillar, he says, I'll cover you from here. <laughs> but that'll uh, be your turn. All right. Uh, let's see. I will try to do some stealthing here. Uh, I need to. All right. So it's saying that I would have a plus 20 if I'm moving because of the invisibility. Okay. So I will add that and I will just start uh, moving. I'm going to try to stay out of their way. Uh, let's see. I need to. Oh, no, not that. There you go. I'm going to try to sort of move their direction, but because we're, I don't know, I, I'm hoping because we're not in combat, that they're not like taking up that whole space type of thing. So I'm just going to try to step around them, uh, trying to be quiet and all that stuff. Okay. All right. So yeah, you move up here to this corner and uh, it doesn't sound to you like you're making any noise. <laughs> um, and then they... They start appearing around the corner, and uh, they basically take this path. You know, there's no reason for them to step all the way up into that corner there, unless I wanted to be uh, <laughs> that kind of game master. Well, I mean, like uh, like I was kind of saying, like uh, we're not in combat, so we're not really like moving around in these five-foot squares like uh, when you are in combat, so... We could probably occupy multiples in that five-foot square. <laughs> yeah. So this last one, though, he stops right here, and he kind of sniffs the air real loud, and he says, I think I smell elf, but he, <laughs> he doesn't look in your direction. He keeps going. So they've moved to there. All right. Your and then I'll, let's see, there's 10 foot. What is it? I want to move about half speed. There we go. I'll start moving that direction. All right. Yeah, so you you make your way down this direction, and um, they don't seem to react behind you, so um, they continue could... on out of out of sight, and then you know pretty soon you can't really even hear them anymore. All right, uh, yeah, I'll uh, start moving at more normal speed then. So about to there. Okay, yeah, so you pass through this room where they were resting, and uh, that's another one of those square chambers with the pillars at the corners, but there's nothing else of interest there. But if from your angle here, you can see that the hallway kind of um, branches down a bit and then continues on in the same direction. All right, yeah, I'll start moving at a little bit more brisk pace now that I'm outside of uh, their hearing. Let's see. That'll work. Uh, do a double move. Okay. All right. So you go walking on down that hall and uh, we'll leave you there and uh, bounce over to Rohan. All righty. Rohan. So you, yes. uh, you had said, take, you know, <clears throat> keep walking and you're headed in the direction of that farm and now you've reached it. So okay. you're, you and the <clears throat> uh, goblin are peeking out of the tree line, a, uh, across the pasture where you can see a group of um, a pretty pretty long line of se individual 
longhouse style farmhouses okay um, east of here across this pasture so um what would you like to do here do i see any people out like out working or out in between the buildings any anyone watching the forest no it's um you know it's dark and it's a really bad storm and that's especially evident in this open space i mean lightning's crashing all around and um so you don't see any people but all okay. but light light is coming from all the homes okay and some of some of the barns all right i'll uh instruct the goblin to head towards the largest house where there is light coming from okay all right so uh yeah without question he just starts walking and uh making his way across this uh pasture and uh, you walk for a bit, and you can see that this particular pasture has been left fallow, and um, so there's not any crops growing, or it hasn't been prepared for any crops to be sown. Um, but you walk across it, and it's relatively flat, uh, but it is a difficult trek because of the rain, and the, it's turned it all into mud, so it's pretty difficult, especially for him, because he's so small. Uh, but he's weighed down by all these muskets that his boots are sinking into the mud. So it's kind of a, kind of a trek for him, but you make your way across this pasture till you reach the, uh, um, in the, there's a corral on the other side of it and you've reached that corral. And then nearby is a, a large barn. And then, okay. uh, a little past that is the, the house that you indicated he should go to. Now, once you've, uh, reach this point you can see that there's light coming from the homes but also there are people on the porches in the darkness in the dark corners of the porches keeping watch they don't seem to have spied you and your prisoner yet though okay i'll wave to them you know try and get their attention as we get closer let them know that i'm not trying to sneak up on them or anything like that Okay. Yeah. So as you move closer, you, you can tell that, uh, you know, because of the rain, how heavy it is and the wind, they're just not going to be able to see you until you're like right on top of them. They might, okay. you might even have trouble calling out to them because of the sound of the wind. But as you move closer, like you put your hand up and wave, they don't, they don't wave back at you. Okay. Um, can I do a listen or a spot to see if, make sure that they're farmers and not soldiers? Yeah. Do a perception. Perception. Okay. So, uh, you move closer for whatever reason. Um, the, your goblin prisoner, as you've gotten closer, has begun moving more and more slowly and not because of the mud. And as you, as you realize that, you know, you've got your hand on the back of his neck to direct him forward and you're scanning these dark forms on the, uh, the porch, uh, through the wind and the rain beating down, you, you get a clear look at the forms on the porch and this particular house, the porch stretches the entire front and, uh, and there's the windows that lights coming through and they've taken up positions basically on the corners, each corner. 
out of the light of the window, which is smart. But as you get a clear look at them, finally, um, you recognize that they're standing still because they've been nailed to the outer wall with a massive spike. Okay. Their heads are slumped forward and they've got, you know, someone put hats on them or maybe they had them on, um, but their heads are slumped forward. So you can't make out details of who they are, if you would even know these ones. But uh, because of that, because you're looking so hard at them right at that moment, you do spot um, in the air behind them, like hovering over their shoulders, uh, red glowing eyes uh, peering at you from the, the darkness. Okay. Um, I'll kill the goblin. So I'll, you know, I, I had my bow kind of drawn and yeah, I'll just, Finish drawing it and let go right into the back of his chest, right into his back. All right. uh, Let's get you on here. All right. So roll an initiative. An initiative. That was almost a 17. All right. Give me one second. Okay. All right. So you let go of your uh, your arrow, and it flies right through this goblin, you know, sparking with electricity, burying itself into the dirt, um, and that goblin falls forward, dead before it even knew what was going on. Okay. And then I will try and take to the shadows, um, try and hide and keep out of sight of whatever these things are that have nailed the farmers to the, to the walls. All right. One second here. All right. So you, uh, we're going to theater of the mind, this particular encounter. Okay. And so which direction did you want to go? So you've got, you're looking at the, you're standing out front of this longhouse and basically these people, it's multiple different families. They've, uh, they've just created a straight line running north to south with their longhouses facing their, their fields. Okay. So you got a row of longhouses that, you know, they're, you're, you're pretty much in the center of and then each one I have, uh, pretty decent sized barn in between it and the next one and then they've got their corral areas and garden areas and stuff as well okay um i'd kind of like to stealth to a position where i can see through the windows a little bit you said that there was light on the inside of the buildings yeah see if i can see any movement you know try and stay hidden while while observing to see if there's movement inside the houses okay all right, yeah, roll your stealth. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so you move along, what, to this same house or another one? Uh, we'll start with this one. All right, roll a perception as you move forward. All right. Not bad. Okay. So you move forward up towards this house, up towards the porch. As you get closer, it becomes more easy to see. 
the uh, forms that have been nailed to the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've lost, let me see if I can, yeah, you've lost sight of whatever those red eyes were. Like it doesn't seem to be there anymore. Okay. Where it was looming over the uh, the corpse. But now uh, you have to get up on the porch to be able to see in the windows. All right. So then instead of getting up on the porch, I'll make a, a circuit around the house. See if I can find where those glowing red eyes went or whatever they were. Okay. So you move towards the corner of the house um, to go around to the side. And it's here that you're um, next to the side railing of the porch where it ends because it just runs the front, doesn't wrap around. And mm-hmm. then it would have been three three steps up to get to the porch. You can see that this house has been built on a, like they've brought stone or perhaps there was already stone here, but it's built up a bit, you know, for occasions like right now where the rain is particularly heavy so they don't get flooded. Yeah. But even so, as you walk by that side of the railing, um, now you can get a good look at the corpse that's been staked to the wall there. Now, because it's staked to the wall and slumped forward and it has a hat on, you couldn't make out any features, just the general size of it, which, you know, was about elf-sized. Yeah. But now now that you uh, are closer to it and you're a little bit below it, you can see the face. And um, it's a human. A human, huh? Yeah. You know, and it's now that you're closer, you can see that it's uh, dressed the way that the rangers that you've encountered with these invaders is dressed same sort of clothes and whatnot. So this one's been um, killed and staked to the wall here. You can only assume that the one on the other side is also a human. All right. I'll uh, continue making a circuit around the house to see if there, if I can find out where those glowing eyes went or anything that is still alive. Uh, yeah, so you take another step and you find out where the glowing eyes came from because they're right in front of you looking at you. And as, as you, as you look at it and the, you know, the rain lets you get a good view of it, you can see that somebody has taken the head of one of those, um, constructs and placed it on a pole and stuck it into the ground right at the corner of the house. And this pole is like moving in the wind. So it's moving around. And uh, when you had been looking at it, that it was just in the right place. But you can see the the eyes. They're not glowing. They're just glassy or glossy. And so they were picking up some reflection. Okay. But beyond it... um, you can see the body of that thing laying down in the mud. All right. Um, yeah, I'll continue around the house and see if there's a place I can look in some windows that I don't have to get up on the porch for. All right. So you can make it to the back of the house. There is a small window on the back of the house that you, that you guess is probably a kitchen window. 
And you can look into that one. And as you peer in on that window, uh, you see a good portion of the kitchen on through into the, you know, what would be the, the main room of this house. And you're not seeing signs of any people in there. There's a lantern on the kitchen table. And from where you are, you can see that it's about half full of its oil. Okay, but still no signs of people. Yeah, you're not seeing any people from here. And you don't hear any either with your ear up against the window. All right. Um, but do a, a perception. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so you're not seeing any or hearing anything. All right, so I guess I'll move to the barn that's in between this one and the next house. Okay. So that barn, like all these barns that you've seen, is actually um, obviously new because so are these people. Mm -hmm. um, very well made. It's very big. Um, and it looks just like any barn looks because there's only one way to make one. And um, as you're approaching it, the thing the thing you notice is that because it's so new, it doesn't have that quality that other barns older barns have where you could actually sort of see light coming through the slats yeah because because it's so new that you know the wood still fits together nicely so you're not seeing any light from the side of it but there is light coming from the front of it underneath the large doors which are closed on your way there um right outside of it in a pile um, you can see there's a pile of dog corpses and it looks like a lot of them were killed by, uh, you know, fire. Okay. Like the late, like the, the laser sort of fire that the constructs shot at you before. All right. Um, I'll get up to the door and kind of put my ear against it. See if I hear any motion coming from inside. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Um, you can hear a lot of sound now as you get close to it and you put your ear up to the door and you plug your other one to keep the wind out of it. Then you can hear um, all kinds of voices. They're not, okay. you know, there seems to be a lot of conversation going on in there. All right. Um, can I make out any of the words or any anything that's being said? No, it's just a babble from your perspective uh it doesn't seem like arguments are taking place it's just a lot of loud conversations in an echoey room hmm. as i was approaching this barn did i see any secondary entrances like any hayloft entrances or anything like that that i might be able to reach Oh yeah, there's the the hayloft opening above the main door for sure. It's closed, but you could reach it. Then also, you know, you know, just by the way that the barns are made here, uh, on the other side of it, there's going to be smaller doors with uh, pens, you know, f for to keep animals separate and stuff. There's going to be doors over there, you know. Okay, I'll I'll try moving one of those. And see if I can sneak inside or at least open a door enough to, to hear what's going on and see if these are friend or foe. Okay. 
All right. So you move around to there, and the closest one you reach is the pig pen, which is full of pigs. And uh, they're all gathered, you know, snuggled up against each other in a pile, snoring contentedly. Um, It's a covered pen, even so the wind is driving rain over them, but they don't seem to mind. Mm. And uh, you can make your way past them with little trouble and, uh, and reach the door. All right. Yeah. I'll crack it open just a tiny bit. Take a look inside and see if there's anyone right there. Okay. So you peek inside and there's the inside pig pen, um, you know, covered with straw in on the floor and then the fence or yeah the little fence but beyond that where all the lights coming from there's a large grouping of elves um gathered together having multiple conversations at once a lot of animated conversations they're all armed with uh well-crafted spears like the uh militia is equipped with and um a lot of them have fashioned armor of some sort to wear. You know, some have made wooden armor, you know, to wear over their chest and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're all talking. And then you can see beyond that further um, inside the uh, – it further inside the barn, there's some sections that would probably be where uh, horses or cows would be. But now they're being used for the children who are being entertained by some of the older children. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'll, seeing that they are elves, I'll slip in through the door and announce myself. Okay. Yeah, you step in and everybody's startled and they, you know, level their spears and there's some shouting and there's a couple of, uh, and, you know, they're staring at you. They got their spears pointed and you're like, oh, well, met. Uh, just appeared out of the darkness and um then they notice who you are it takes them a bit but then they you can see a visible sigh of relief as they lower their weapons and that's the time when one of the farm wives nearby gives a blood curdling scream um that shocks everybody but she's just late to react. So once she notices what everybody else already noticed, she calms down. And one of the men, uh, you know, one of the men who I would have said was just past middle age before the you your you elves regained your uh, normal lifespan steps forward and he says, "Oh." Thank Coralon, the heroes made it. Where are the others? You won't believe what's been happening. Oh, I'm sure we would believe. Uh, the others are facing enemies on other fronts. I've come to see what I can do for the outlying farmers of the land. Well, we've all banded together, as you can see, and done quite well for ourselves, but uh, we, we're afraid we're not going to be able to hold out if a more powerful attack comes i'm afraid we've and gotten lucky i i believe you're right when i snuck by the their main camp earlier it sounded as if they were preparing to come for this this location uh luckily the storm seems to have put a damper on on their assault and has bought us some time 
to prepare, but we must come up with a plan of action. What shall we do? I believe that the best option that we have is to try and gather as many people and make it back to the village. If we can find a consolidated front to fight them on, then I think that would be our best option. But how will we make it back in this storm? The the little ones will not be able to keep up. Yes, I'm afraid that we're going to have to wait till the storm starts to break. Well, hopefully they won't attack again in, in the night. Do you think they will? Well, I intercepted uh, a small goblin patrol that was being sent this way and, and managed to dispatch them, but uh, I have no doubt that they will be attacking soon. So should we pull up here and then leave when the storm lets up? That would probably be one of the best options that we have. I noticed your handiwork at the main house. How did you manage to defeat one of those uh, metal beasts that have been terrorizing the land? Well, I beg your pardon, Hero, but we didn't defeat it. We, we did well against the humans and some goblins, but when that thing appeared... Uh, it was too much for us. We retreated in here. We've been waiting for it to batter the door down and finish us off. But you say it's been destroyed? Yes, its head has been severed from its body and has been placed on a spike. Well, it wasn't us. Hmm. First of all, we would never be removing heads and placing them on spikes. That's just not proper. Was it you that propped up the dead enemies on the front porch and nailed them to the corners of the house. So do a perception or uh, let me, let me make sure that's what I want here. I think I want, do we have uh, do we have a sense motive in this? Yeah. I can toss that out. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm not the best sense motiver. Oh, yeah. Let's put that sort of stuff in tower from now on. But anyways, um, it's your reading that they're absolutely not responsible for that, which is what they say. I mean, a a lot of them look uh, almost offended that something like that would be done. And that makes sense to you because this is not a that is not the sort of thing that your people would think to do. So. You know, your reading of it is that they didn't do that either. All right. I'll I'll ask him, are all of your people gathered in this one barn? Uh, yes. Yep. This is all of us. Uh, all of us that, that remain. Um, and did you leave the lights, the lanterns on in the houses, the other houses? Oh, uh, you got to understand, we didn't have time to turn them off. Okay, and how long ago was it that you left those houses? Uh, well, we've been in here for about two hours now. Okay. And you say that none of you had done had desecrated those corpses, so that means it, it's possible that whoever did it is still around. Well, if they uh, are, I gotta, I can't say much for their methods, but they seem to be helping us. Yeah. And if they're our allies, then perhaps they can help defend. And any defense we should help with. Uh, who are two of your bravest men? 
Uh, well, my son and myself, uh, we'll, we'll take on whatever's most dangerous so others don't have to. And he, you know, motions to his son who steps forward and he's a adult. Okay. He's not a, he's not a kid anymore, but, um, he still has the signs of youth that can be detected on an elf. Um, but he steps forward. All right. I'll tell him, uh, that we need to search the other houses and like to send one of them in one direction, one in the other, and all head towards the main house to search inside the houses to see if there's anyone that's still around that may have done whatever was done. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. Okay. Which, uh, which direction would you like us to go? Uh, I'll head back in the directions of the main house. You continue on in the other direction. Okay. All right. We'll split up and we'll search the homes in case anybody's hiding. Yes. Remember, there may still be enemies, but there may be allies or potential allies out there that are also dangerous, apparently very dangerous. Yes, that's true. I hope we don't chance across them. Well, I'm I'm hoping that we do and that we can uh, gain their support. Mm. So if, Very you, well. if you see any that are not goblins or humans or those metal creatures, then try to gain their favor rather than attacking them. Okay. We'll do it. Be careful, hero. And we'll meet back here when we're done. You as well. Okay, so then you guys leave that uh, barn into the stormy night and go your separate directions to search um, for who might be this mysterious ally or anybody else still hiding in the homes. Yeah. And then we'll uh, bounce back over to Graham. So, Graham, this alarm's going on, um, and now you've reached this... Uh, the end of this duct that leads out into that large hallway and the lights had dimmed and now there's sort of like a, a dim red glow over everything. And you remember that there had been uh, four of those automatons in this particular hallway. And from where you are, um, let me see, let me get here. Let me get them on here. Okay. All right. So you have the map? Yeah. All right. So, you know, peeking out of this vent, you can see uh you can see one of them up up to the left, right? Yes, just the one. Yeah. I think cuz of my vision. Yeah, but you can see evidence of another um on your side of the hallway because their vi- you know, their heads as they scan it's got a a cone of light emanating from their eyes and you can see that trick um tracking across the floor so you know that there's another one up there too okay uh i had a question that occurred to me i know i had left some other people i had rescued in one of these rooms if i recall right the instructions were to wait a little bit but if not if i didn't come back to go out on their own i just can't remember which room that was in and I was wondering if I had passed them on the way. Do you recall, Brandon? Yeah, no, they were on the other side of this hallway. Okay. They were in one of the rooms on the other side. In fact, um, 
the first room on the other side and the second. Okay. Well, I think what I'm going to do here is cast that wall of ice from my signet ring of the sea across this hallway to block them from traveling further south. And then I'm going to try to get in those ducks again and and uh, get those guys out. Actually, maybe I'll use this vanishing from my chain mill and, and try to get those people in position first. I'm not quite certain how that works. Do you know that off the top of your head, your head Brandon, what vanishing did? Um, I think it was like invisibility plus more. Uh, I'll pull it up. I think it was on my chain mill. Yeah, so that was um, when you activate it, you become invisible and inaudible and can't be detected by any non-magical sensory method like tremor sense and stuff like that. All right. Um, and it lasted for, I think, two minutes or three minutes, something like that. Yeah, three minutes. Or until you or... attack. Right. Okay, but so here's thought... my... Go ahead. Well, creatures immune to mind-affecting spells and abilities can perceive you normally, uh, is, what, which, is what it says. Which they will be able to see through. Okay, so I'll have to hope that my wall holds up. How old is my sister, this one? This sister is the older of the two. Okay. Um, That's fine. Let's, let's see. Let's, you have... Uh, yeah, anyway, I think she was like 11. Yeah, well, I'll finalize my decision. I think 11 is enough to trust her with crawling down that opposite vent and telling everybody that it's time to go. Uh, but first, I'm going to cast that wall, and then I'm going to hop down and stay on the uh, the good side of it to ensure that these automatons don't bust through by the time she gets back. I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, she's nine, sorry. Yeah, well... She's going to have to grow up a little bit. So, yeah, I think that's my plan. So okay. I'll cast that ice storm, for, or not ice storm, but wall of ice. And I'll just go from wall to wall as high as it needs to be to block up that hallway. Here, I'll draw it for you. We'll go like that for the wall of ice. Okay. Just straight across then, there, huh? Right. Just to block them from coming down to me. I don't see any obvious way around it. Hopefully they're not duct crawling sneaky types like me. How uh, tall is it? Well, it's it's morphable, so it goes... I'm trying to figure that out. So it's up to 10 foot square a level, up to 10 feet square to level. And I think the way when we were messing with this before that uh, is if you want it to be higher, like it's squared, so it shrinks its total length. I think I have enough levels here with that ring to fill the hallway as long as it's not like 100 feet high or something like that. Yeah. And I know if something's like it has to be kind of smooth and unbroken along the floor, otherwise it won't work. And also... I don't want to cast it adjacent to these guys because they would have the opportunity to disrupt it. So I want to make sure it's out of their reach if I have to come down a little bit further. Okay. All right. There's your wall of ice. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll tell her, I'll hop down with her and I'll tell her she needs to crawl down that 
opposite ductwork, and you gotta get the rest of the people we helped. Uh, Mom should be over there. Okay. Hurry back, please. And I will stand guard there until she comes back. All right, so then is this opaque? Let's see. Let's I'll see. Just... Anchor. I mean, I would assume that ice of that thickness would be. Yeah, we'll say it is. Okay, so yeah, she um, she nods her head. You can tell she's scared, but um, she climbs down there and takes off to the duct on the other side. Okay. And you're staying here to watch? Yeah, I got to make sure they they don't break through. Or if they do, I can start hurting them. Okay, so she gets over there and um, to the other wall, and she sees the duct, and it's when she gets to that point that you recognize she's too likely too short to reach it. Oh. So oh, she gets booster. over there and starts jumping, but she's not reaching the lip of it. Yeah. I'll so far, that. you haven't seen any, any indication that the uh, automatons have noticed. Even that, even that they think there's anything weird about your ice wall. So, okay. Um, well, I mean, if it seems safe, I mean, if I hear uh, that they're not moving or reacting to it, I'll be like, oh, "Hold up, sexist! I'll come with you," and I'll boost her up, and we'll travel down. All right. So you get down over here, and you give her a boost, and she climbs up, climbs up into there, and starts moving in, and you hear uh, it's muffled. Because of the ice wall, but you do hear on the other side of it that robotic voice saying, magic detected. <laughs> magic is outlawed. Stop where you are. Anyway, you your sister. The ice wall. <laughs> your uh, sister starts moving down that tunnel. And are you going to go with her? Yeah, I, I think I changed my mind. I'll do that. I'll go down with her and then I'll have her uh, communicate out of the end of that ductwork into the room that everybody needs to pile in because it's time to go. Okay. All right. So she does, she goes down there and you can hear her whispering, you know, that it's time to go and you can hear some muffled voices respond to her and you're watching the other end. So far, you're not hearing anything alarming. And uh, after about a minute, your sister comes back and she's got, group of people in tow, including your mother and the other people that were on this side of the complex. Oh, and from the others. No, your mother was the only one on the other side. So, yeah, right. your mother and the people that were over here. Okay. Well, with that done, then what I want to do is move to the room where my dad was and i think we're gonna abandon stealth at this stage at least once we get out of the duct and and go for speed okay so i think he was to the south and then i arcane locked that door uh which i will open and tell him to hurry up, assuming we make it there that's that's just my goal for the next few rounds all right yeah so you uh pile out of this duct into the hallway and move to the south and the people are following you including your sister. Now, when you get almost to the door is where you, then you start hearing the um, the sound of impacts against that ice wall from the okay. other side of it. Yeah, get but, those little, little legs moving. Come on. 
<laughs> yeah. So you move into this hallway and everybody files after you and they got to kind of cram themselves in. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the other side of this next door, there were two more of those automatons. Right. Well, let's see if I got any other tricks here. Doesn't look like it. So I think that we're just going to have to, I'm going to have to go in first and hope I can keep them busy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, dang. Yeah. I'll walk in there and, um, I'll see how okay. they react. We'll walk in and ready to attack one that, that threatens, that looks like it's going to come after me. All right. So you walk in here, you take a look at them, and they're still standing atop those dioceses. And right well, right now, their heads are just moving back and forth uh, with their the cone of light sweeping over the floor in front of them. But they're not actually moving. Okay. Yeah, probably won't be. Do I see that I can move around, like with some tricky movement? You stay out of those cones? Um, if you, if you got, well, first of all, you'd have to get through them, not in front of them. Like you could have to go behind them on those pedestals that they're on, the dais. Gotcha. Is there enough space for me now that I'm, because last time I came through here, I think it was shorter and smaller. Yeah, there is enough space. There's plenty. Well, I'll motion for everybody to be quiet for a minute and I'll try to uh, slide behind that one the eastern one yeah. towards the door where my dad was alright so roll your stealth okay yeah so it's no problem at all for you to hop up here and slide behind it and then you can tell um, like when you reach here you're watching the pattern it will see you when you go to that door, if it's looking that way, but their, um, their movements are like perfectly, well, they just move back and their heads back and forth. So it's easy to time. It's not, it's not random at all. You can time for when they start looking away, like spotlights in a video game. Gotcha. Well, that arcane lock should just open for me. It shouldn't keep the door from opening. So I'll, get that timing down and then I'll bolt to the door and uh, see how my dad's doing. I think last okay. time I had left him, he had passed out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you make it through here and you get into this room and you find your, your dad is still passed out in that chair. So his breathing is stronger, but um, yeah, he's, he's still unconscious. Okay. Hmm. Well, okay. I have an idea. All right, so I'm going to have to pick up my dad, and then I'm going to want to try to lure these two guys into this room, all without being absolutely destroyed. So let's pick up my dad first, and then I'll head out back into that area and purposely step into the light. We'll say of the... So they're sort of synced up, so they never intersect at the same time, or are they kind of going in an opposite pattern, and then they come together? Yeah, they come together. Okay. So, yeah, it's at that point where they come together where I kind of want to stroll into their their field of vision. Okay. Carrying your dad? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so you get to, uh, you know, Maybe I'll set them down in that corner first, like Like right as I come out the door. 
Sure, that would work. Okay. Yeah, so you set your dad over here, and then you stroll here, and then they both, you know, they both see you. Okay. And then they, they start moving. Intruder, remain where you are. You're under arrest. Yeah, so I just want to take total defenses, and I'll move towards that door for this round, uh, taking total defense. And as soon as it looks like they're on my my tail, I'll tell the uh, the rest of the group that they'll have to make a bait break for it. Don't forget, Dad, you might have to kill some people in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, they immediately start uh, pursuing you, and you dart into here, into this right. room. Yeah, I want to make sure that the doors are open. Right, so I don't want to go to where they automatically close, so I'll have to stay yeah. by the door maybe for a minute. Okay. Yeah, and then they start pursuing you, so, you know, they come clonking through. And is that where you wanted to stop in this room? Yeah, that's you... fine for now. Okay. Yeah, so this uh, this one that reaches you will attack you. Yeah, I don't see myself to target myself for... Total defense on the combat tracker. Let's see if I got myself. Oh, targeted. hang on, hang on. That's my fault. Let me. I had uh, Rohan on there instead of you. Okay, I got the total defense on me. Their attacks were so high, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, these are the ones that carry the uh, halberds. And um, let's see, didn't they have a. Oh, that's all they had. That's it. All right. Yeah, they have halberds. So actually, this one will attack you once it reaches this point, um, stabbing at you with it. And uh, so we'll do we'll do its attack here, and that's a hit for sixteen. Ouch! And then the second one has to wait. So uh, your turn. All right. So now I got to back all the way up to the wall. Uh, take total defense again. Okay. All right. So then it just, uh, comes, uh, clanking through towards you, reaches this point and, uh, does another attack. Uh, but it misses. And, uh, the next one reaches this point, but is not able to attack on this turn. So, uh, that brings us back to you. All right. So, they got that fast tumble talent, which lets me move tumble through threatened spaces at full speed uh, without taking the the ten penalty to my roll. Okay. So I'm going to do that tumble through out the door, hope that it closes, and since my arcane lock is on it permanently, that it won't open for them is the plan. So let oh, me okay. give you give you my uh, tumble skill here. So this is since it's through one of their space, it's against one of their uh, combat maneuver score plus five, and the other one's just at their combat maneuver score. Do that first one. Always got to go low. Yeah, I'm going to hero point that, Brandon. Okay, and this is against their combat maneuver or their combat de maneuver defense? Uh, their defense. Okay. Hmm. All right, spend a hero point. All right, so let me re-roll that. I can't remember, were we uh, rolling a new roll for each opponent or just yes? No, I don't see a need to do that. Okay. In this case, anyway, if there were different kinds of opponents, maybe. All right. So, yeah, you um, 
you get back to that corner and they come forward to attack and then you just do some ninja moves and get past them. And can you move at your full speed with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can anyways. It's just normally you take a minus 10 if you want to do the full speed option. It's just that talent lets me uh, ignore that. Okay. And uh, depending on how well they've all moved through there, I'll either fall in rear or if they forgot my dad, I'll pick him up. (laughs) No, they they didn't forget, but they're not moving very fast. So you, you get ahead of them there. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll hold there and make sure those doors do what I hoped they would. Yeah. So, I mean, you wait there, and after a moment, uh, nothing comes through them. Okay. Well, then on to the next room. All right. So, now you've made it uh, on to the next room, and uh, that's um, the end of the struggle here. So, we'll just narrate uh, what happens because you remember that there were some technicians in there. Seem like and they're, guys. they're still in there. Um, you know, obviously they know that the alarm's going off and that something's going down, but they, uh, you know, they take one look at you and you're a professional fighting man, uh, very clearly. And they are not, and they don't have yeah. weapons either. So they're just sort of sitting by that console and they're like, they've got their hands in front of them. Like we don't, we don't want any trouble. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just keep an eye on them. Maybe give them a, a nice small ninja twirl of, of the blood tooths and a wink mm-hmm. uh, while the, all those people go through. I will remember before we get out to cast uh, the water breathing and water walk on the one that I didn't have okay. the idea for. <laughs> it might be worth it not to though. What do you guys want to want to have? Yeah. Right. Yeah. See if he gives into peer pressure. Go on. Everyone else is walking. But I didn't like it. Oh, shut okay. up. Out the hatch. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So you um, you cast those and you lead your troop of prisoners um, down the hatch out to the opening and through the ocean and back to the shore. So um, you get a hero point for your actions there. And Thank then... We'll go back over to Casimir. And Casimir, you were making your way down this uh, hallway. Yes, sir. And let me get you on here. Okay. So you make your way to here, going along this hallway, and you reach this point, and uh, you can see that it sort of takes us a, a, a branch north for a bit before um, what well, looks... Or right. for a dead end up there. Oh, there's a dead end? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, but right. roll a uh, perception. All right. Uh, yeah, so you reach this area, and uh, you see that there's a dead end. But as you get closer, your eyes drawn to some of the details on the wall, and you uh, you notice that it's definitely a false wall. All right. Uh what do you want for me to try to find the uh, catch on it or the release? Another perception? Or? Um, yes, another perception. Or All wait, right. no, we don't even need another one. We'll say that one because you got a pretty good one. So uh, All right. that'll let you show how to open it. Oh, so yeah, never I'll... mind. Actually, in this case, so what it lets you 
what that shows you is that it's not actually even there. It's an illusion. Oh, oh like the other one? Okay. Yeah. So you're able to move through there if you want. Yeah, I'll move through there. Yeah, so you reach this point. It's another square chamber with the pillars. And uh, this one um, doesn't have like a mural that tells a story. This just has artwork, you know, a painting of a, of landscapes and whatnot. And then a long hallway that goes to the north. And then right. roll a... Uh, well, roll a will save in the tower. Oh, fun. Uh, there we go. All right. You reach this point and you're looking down that long hallway and then you feel the, uh, the crashing pain in your head as you're swept along again to another vision. All right. And that's where we'll have to stop for the day. <laughs> All right, man. Ah. Uh. Oh, right. Thank Sorry. You Sorry. One more thing. Okay. As you're looking down that long hallway, you hear the unmistakable clanking of a, you know, one of those mechanical enemies down that long hallway. And then you have the vision. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, thanks, B. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, Brandon. A lot yeah. of fun. Didn't realize I was jonesing to play. This set of characters again. Yeah. That's what was missing from my life. <laughs> this has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.